There's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. How you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, and we're back uh, for season five, episode twenty-five. It's an episode we're calling the Greerzy Mike Greer. I don't know if that was actually his nickname, Greerzy. It could have been. Uh, doesn't matter. But we're going to talk a little bit of Mike Greer. We're going to talk some playoff previews, uh, playoff predictions. Maybe we'll predict a thing or two. I doubt it. Mostly just previews. Um, but it's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show here on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg, podcasted anywhere and everywhere. And uh, it's co-host Tom here with you. And as always, I got co-host Randy uh, joining me. Uh, good to see you, Randy. I feel like it's been a minute. I think it's been longer than a minute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Call it five, five, at least, for sure. Yeah, maybe yeah, five to ten minutes, maybe just like a you know a, a major penalty. Yeah, <laughs> five in a game. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, uh, I've I was on the road. You've been on the road. We've been kind of our paths haven't crossed as much the last uh, couple weeks or months or whatever it's been. But we'll see each other at the rink every now and then, uh, and uh, and and coincidentally, we'll see each other at the rink this fr- this coming Friday. Uh, on opposite sides of the rink for the first time in quite a while. So that'll be, or first time, I wouldn't say ever, but in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe just others aside from Caress, um, you know, exhibition or, or, you yeah, know, or just like, like our, general our scrimmages and scrimmages. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, um, also, uh, you know, spring has come to Winnipeg and with spring means, playoff hockey yeah um and obviously our winnipeg jets uh sneaking into the playoffs sliding like they slid and then they kind of caught their balance and and they they ensured you know their way in for sure there was a bit of a slide (laughs) no doubt about that we'll talk some jets here coming up later on in the show but you know the, the the playoff would you say the playoff buzz the playoff energy is is you know uh, hovering around uh, South Osborne? Are you feeling I, feeling? The I think vibes? it's building. I, yeah. I think it's building. Yeah, um, I know in uh, one of my neighborhood uh, chat threads, you know, there's been like, you know, who's showing the game? Where are we going to watch the games? That kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I think the buzz is building. Uh, folks I, are getting I, excited. The weather's coming around to make it be like you know like. People Street are excited about weather. the weather, and then yeah, also, yeah. hey, the Jets are in the playoffs. So, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen like the 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 car flags. You know, no. usually, usually that's a thing. You know, maybe somebody hanging a jersey in their front window. Yeah, you know, I haven't really seen that yet. But you know, uh, series starts Tuesday. Uh, yeah, so time. We'll probably, yeah. <laughs> Folks, if you're listening, get your car flags out. Hang those jerseys in the window. You know what? You might as well be talking to me. I've got a Jets flag, and 
in past playoff years, I've put it out in the window. Uh, might just be about time to do that. So I'll go down to the basement and find that. Um, yeah, it's uh, the it's a little bit different than past years, like in 2018 and, and whatever, you know, people were still working downtown. I still worked downtown. Um, and like office buildings would have like, you know, go jets go and all this kind of stuff in like the windows of the towers downtown and whatever. I, I don't know if they do right now. <laughs> I think, I think they'll probably get that going on Monday. You know, yeah. like you will yeah. see people back to work on Monday. Get yeah, the, go Jets yeah. go like at Portage in Maine, like on the yeah. Scotia Bank building, probably or, or yeah. whatever stuff like that. Pe- I think people I think, get the their office uh, playoff pools going, and you know, get fired up for it or whatever. Yeah, so. it, it, like kind of, it almost doesn't quite feel real too, mm-hmm. like because <laughs> of maybe the past couple of weeks. But anyways, we'll get in get more into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We got to talk a little bit about Mike Greer, Greerzy. Um, he wore 25 his entire career, uh, you know, and he, he played for like a lot of teams. He played over a thousand games, a thousand regular season games, um, over a course of, you know, 14 years in the NHL. And he wore 25 for every team he stopped at, which, um, that's pretty cool. Like you see a lot of guys who will move around a bit and they, you know, they go, go to a team and somebody else has that number already and they got to take a different one or, you know, that kind of thing, or maybe a, a number is retired or whatever. Um, but no, not Mike Greer. He was 25 when he came into the league with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, he was 25 when he went to Washington. He was 25 in Buffalo. Uh, he was 25 with the San Jose Sharks. And he, I guess he actually had two stints with Buffalo and he was 25 both times. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, here a quick little rundown of Mike Greer's numbers, as it were. So he, 1,060 games mm. in the NHL, 162 goals, 221 career assists for 383 career points. He was a, a career minus nine. Most of that damage on the minus side came from his two seasons in Washington. Uh, he was on a terrible Washington Capitals team <laughs> and uh, was a heavy minus his couple years there. Uh, 510 career penalty minutes for Mike Greer and uh, playoff wise, he added uh, 101 playoff games, 28 points. Uh, and uh, I would say most of those playoff games, well, actually there was kind of, you know, 34 of them were with Edmonton, uh, 31 of them with Buffalo 30 of them with San Jose. And you know what? Like thinking of Buffalo and how long it's been since they made the playoffs, maybe like Greer was on like the last Sabres team to make the playoffs. I'd I'd have to fact check that, but uh, yeah, I think they said 14 or 16 year playoff drought for the Buffalo Sabres somewhere in there. They came close to ending it this year. You know, they were what they ended up in ninth or 10th in the East, just a handful of points shy, but um Maybe next year. <laughs> Way she goes. It's yeah. actually um, when you call them Greerzy, that just made me think of like hockey nicknames, where yeah. like when it's like a a two syllable hockey nick hockey last name, they'll make it one syllable. Like right. we Wheeler, they'll call Wheels, right or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then a, a, like a one syllable last name, they'll add 
ski or, or they'll they'll add a, a y sound to it or something or yeah. sy to make it two syllables so yeah exactly because the consistency uh, with hockey nicknames uh is just all over the place well think think of like uh speaking of um buffalo sabers uh Rob, Rob Ray was that his? He was a was that that guy? He was a Buffalo Sabre, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Rob Ray. Well, yeah. I wonder what Ray's Ray Razor Ray. Yeah, I, th- oh, I think they, they called him Razor. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. All I had to do was just start sounding it out, and yeah. it's like. <laughs> and that's usually how hockey nicknames are like are formed. It's just like you say the guy's name over and over again, and then something slips out. It's <laughs> like okay, yeah. yeah. Now I'm now I'm this guy. Yeah. Because usually, yeah, like adding a Y is kind of a typical thing to do there. But yeah, so so Greerzy, and you know, who knows if that was his nickname? We'd have to call up one of his former teammates or something. But he was, you know, obviously we ran down his stats. Not an offensive uh, powerhouse or threat. His career high in goals was sixteen with San Jose in oh six oh seven. You know, oh sorry, my bad. His career high was twenty goals with Edmonton in oh one oh yeah two thousand one. Um, he, you know, but he was, he was kind of like your prototypical, you know, bottom six, uh, kind of forward, you know, like he was in some Selkie conversations. He never won the Selkie, but you know, he was, he was on the ballot a couple times or whatever. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he was a winger, a big guy, a grinder, you know what I mean? Um, so uh yeah like was... i would i would think that him and ryan smith probably you know complimented each other if if you know right. if that was the same era but yeah totally. Uh, yeah that kind of that kind of player yeah i think they would have played on edmonton um there would have been a little bit of overlap i i i think uh although he might have been already gone from edmonton by the time <clears throat> uh uh greer came along or Smith came along. Sorry. So, so he's from Detroit, Michigan. Um, drafted in the ninth round by St. Louis in 1993. You went to BU. Probably pay, played in the Bean Pot tournament there in Boston, uh, which that's that's on my like um, hockey bucket list. I think would be to go to check out some Bean Pot action. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, these days. Mike Greer, what's he doing? Well, he's in charge of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he became the first black general manager in, prof- well, in the NHL. I don't know about professional hockey, uh, but in the NHL for sure. Uh, this year when he was, uh, this past offseason. So this was his like first kind of full year at the job or whatever. And I mean, he's got a big job ahead of him in San Jose. Uh, they're a team who is in the running for Connor Bedard. So um, that would make his job a little easier, I would think, getting Bedard. Well, also, uh, he didn't, I guess you could say he chose not to trade Eric Carlson when that was probably his, you know, his biggest chip this year. And he chose yeah. to hold on to hold yeah. on to him. Uh, well, he moved, he moved Timo Meyer, who was also a pretty big uh, piece yeah. there and got Brent got Burns a, earlier in the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He moved out Burns almost immediately, I think, right to Carolina. And, um, so, you know, and then I think probably some smaller trades that he's made and, um, yeah, holding on to Carlson, do you think that was, um, mostly just a contractual thing, like too hard to kind of 
unload because Carlson has a huge contract, obviously. Or yeah, like, I, do you think it well, was kind of like he was the shining star on a bad team? You got to have somebody to bring the fans in the building, right? Yeah, I, I think probably what happened. I wouldn't say it was cap related because if you saw all those trades that happened and then like um, O'Reilly, how he was traded to Minnesota and they took some contract the, and then he went to Toronto, party. like there was a lot of that this year. So I'm sure there was like those type of options out there. I think mainly it was um, teams weren't offering Greerzy, you know, enough for, you know, uh, basically the Norris winning defenseman. Like I don't, I yeah. don't, you know, like if if the if the uh, if the offers aren't great, like a couple firsts in a roster player or whatever, a prospect, then it's just kind of pointless. Like you're yeah. you're not, you can probably get more for him at the draft or whatever, right? So, right. And yeah, you probably got to think this off season he might be on the move. That was a heck of a season Eric Carlson just had, though. First yeah, defenseman t- since 1992, Brian Leach, to put up 100 points, 100 plus points. What he finished with 102 or something like that, and one of only six defensemen. Or no, I don't even know if it was six defensemen. Six times that a defenseman has put up 100. It was Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey did it a couple times. Brian Leach. And then maybe, uh, oh, uh, 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 oh man, uh, the guy from Montreal in the seventies, Savard, I think. Uh, also, I think Carlson's the only European defenseman to score a hundred points for sure. Yeah, and, and yeah. he scored two goals against the Jets. Yeah, uh, in that, and that, game. that that was that was his ninety ninth and hundredth point of, of the yeah. of the season. So, like that, that two two goals in a game for a defenseman, like you know, uh. That that's pretty impressive. Actually, Zadorov got a hat trick his last game of the year. <laughs> he did too, yeah. yeah. And that goes with the year th- you pointed it out one time a couple years ago on the show here that um the Jets have a a knack yeah, yeah. for being posterized as, <laughs> yeah. as that was the new word to me. But the, the Jets are dope. always getting posterized. And yeah, Carlson uh, posterized the Jets by scoring yeah. his hundredth point against them. So there you go. <laughs> the Jet the Jets are notorious for becoming a milestone, like a, a you know a team that yeah. the, a player gets a milestone against. And yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ovechkin <laughs> get uh, was it t- uh, beating Gordy Howe's total goals? Somebody, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was some something this year. They all shook his hand at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, Stamkos getting 60 a couple years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, that might have been when we were talking about the posterizing of the Jets or whatever. Yeah. Was, also, uh, like, uh, if a team's got like an eight game losing streak, they'll just come just to win. Just come into Winnipeg. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, so I mean, San Jose, uh, God bless them, the Teal Tigers <laughs> of the Sea, they won all of two games in the month. And like, you know, they were like two, 16 and. Yeah you know, two or whatever it was. And, and in the, in this 20 game spell, those two wins were against the jets. <laughs> so, uh, that's Mike Greer's San Jose sharks. Um, you know, Speaking what, though, of the jets, should we talk, uh, should we play some Winnipeg music here and, uh, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. In honor of the three Canadian teams who made the playoffs this year, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Toronto, we're going to play a band from each of those towns, We'll start with Winnipeg, and after the break, we'll come back and we'll talk some Winnipeg Jets. This is this is the Thrashers, their tune, Pizza Party. Brand new album just came out. They just played this past weekend at the Park Theatre. 
so sorry we didn't promote that in advance, but you know, away she goes. Uh, anyway, the Thrashers right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. That was Pizza Party by the Thrashers, Winnipeg's very own uh, surf punk kind of band, I guess you would call them. Uh, I'm not great at describing genres, but, you know, uh, regardless, uh, that was stop one on our pan-Canadian playoff tour. Um, and so uh, I on. think that... Uh, they, pop, pop quiz, pop quiz. Yeah. Pizza party. You're going to have a pizza party. Where are you getting pizza from here in Winnipeg? Ooh, great question. Depends on... Uh, uh, depends um you you so, got you got the boys coming over it's it's it, you know the boys are so, coming to over to watch game one let's just okay put it so okay. so my wife is not involved in the pizza because <laughs> 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 if she were it would be little pizza heaven probably for sure which is delicious and i love great it, great a uh, great pizza yeah yeah um but if the boys are coming over maybe we just go around the corner here and we get it from the pizza king who I've only recently discovered, but I really like their pizza. Um, however, I also just learned that uh, they sold the business and it'll be changing hands. So who knows? But, okay. as lo- you know, uh, <laughs> they've got a butter chicken pizza. It's un- unreal. Out of this world. So great. There, there you go. Pizza party <laughs> at Tommy's. What about-, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, though? Where are you getting your za? Uh, you know what? One of my favorites is Santa Ana pizza. Mm, yeah. uh, very good pizza there on St. Mary's Road. Uh, yeah. Also, not too far away from Santa Ana is uh, Gondola pizza. Yeah, those yeah. are those are two of my favorite. Gondola, there's just something about their sauce that's really well, good. Isn't that like their slogan? It's all about the sauce. Oh, I didn't even know they had a slogan. But also, and, and in, in third place, I would say Little Pizza Heaven, mainly yeah. because... Uh, you know, it's always good. Like, yeah, I always yeah, like Santa it, Lucia too. 
I can't do Santa Luch anymore. It just it's it's, it's heavy. Just, it's it's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pizza talk here on Talking yeah. Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Um, but let's talk a little Jets for sure. They're facing off against their uh, longtime rivals, <laughs> the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know. Revenge Tour, circa t- 2018, I guess, uh, when the last time, the only time these two teams have met in the playoffs uh, was the year that the Jets made their fabled run to the Western Finals, only to lose to the upstart uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. That was their first year in the league. They went all the way to the finals before they lost to Washington in the in the, uh, in the the Stanley Cup Final. Um, you know, things... Things, if we look back at 2018, things started with a bang in that series. I don't know if you recall, but we were all at a teammate Carter the Car Guy's house watching the game, uh, driving to spring at McPhillips Toyota. I do and, remember that, yeah. And uh, the Jets Zero, were... Zero percent financing on all uh, 2022 uh, RAV4s. <laughs> uh, the Jets started that game with a bang. They scored like three goals, like super quick or something i can't remember but they cruised to victory in game one unfortunately the rest of the series uh not so much they lost four straight and then vegas went to the final so this year they, what do you- they might have had the vegas flu actually they've talked about that um yeah, yeah but that that could That'll be a thing happen, you know yeah. you go you go down to vegas you see a magic show with uh chris Sleep angel young. or whatever <laughs> but what do you think this year? You think it's uh, you think because Vegas is the top team in the West. The Jets were the eighth playoff. Um, you know what do you call it? The uh, second wild card, the eighth seed, if you will. Um, do you think the Jets stand a chance against the the mighty Golden Knights? I don't think it's a true one versus eight. Like you know, the Jets. If you somehow erase that poor stretch. Right. Like they're better than they're better than the second wild card, uh, you know. So, I I think the Jets have a chance. Obviously, it's not going to be like uh, a, a your classic uh, conference winner uh, facing wild card number two. Uh, but I think the keys for the Jets are um, PLD's got to maybe get underneath Eichel's skin uh, yeah. and kind of bring back some of that. Uh, uh, you know, hockey uh, pedigree that he has from facing uh, Tampa Bay and and Toronto when he was with Columbus. Right. I think yeah, he, I think I think he's going to be a key piece to this series. Obviously, Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor have got to put the puck in the net, and also um, just the like the the depth of the Jets. Like, obviously, the past like the the um, the couple couple last games of the se- season. You really saw Lowry, Appleton, and Nito Ryder. That line, like, yeah, that yeah. third line, unreal. I love that. I love the look of that line, and that's I, a pretty heavy line, right? Yeah, like, your your third line is needs to make a difference in the playoffs, and I feel and put, that that that's a that's a, that's a line that could do it. Yeah, because um, they were then, putting the puck in the net those last handful of games down the stretch, and banging um, and crashing. Yeah, and you know Nito Ryder's got s- some good hands, but he's he's a a pain in the butt probably to play against, you know, he, he's similar to PLD. I think he gets under the skin of other players, you know, and yeah. uh, Lowry is just a beast. Like, you know, I mean, he's not scared of anybody in the league, let alone Ryan Reeves, uh former Vegas golden Knight, but now Minnesota wild who, you know, 
Reeves and, and Lowry squared off in one of the last games of the year there. Um, and then Appleton, I mean, <clears throat> he's speedy, he's physical. I wish he could score a little more, but what are you going to do kind of thing? Um, but yeah, that their third line, the Jets' third line is, I, I think, probably a, a huge key to this series and maybe a bit of an advantage for them. I, I won't I won't make a hot take here. I'll just do like maybe like a lukewarm take. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Jets need like the Jets need to split the games in Vegas for them Absolutely. to have a chance. I I don't think that they can drop the first two. Like as 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 we've seen this year, the Jets haven't really shown a ton of um jam when it comes to trying to you know come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I feel that if they come home down two. I I I would still that's think a, that's that a Vegas, big hill to climb. I think Vegas would still take one here in Winnipeg. So, yeah. but if the Jets split in Vegas, and then they come home and you know they've got a little bit of momentum and you know maybe they do win both games here, then I you're going for, back to Vegas up two one or uh, up up. Uh, no, what would it be up three one basically? Yeah, yeah. I think for any road team in the first two games of a series. You gotta get one of those games, and if you don't, it's it's yeah. you know good night essentially. Well, but if you take if you take game one, then you basically you have home ice advantage, right? Yeah, because uh, like basically the series could could be finished in five or six kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's the key. The Jets need to get a great start, and uh that's something that they haven't really done a ton of lately so yeah. hopefully this time off um and also like vegas i haven't watched a ton of vegas i just know like their goalies have kind of been a revolving door well they've lately. had so many goalies so you know i think robin laner was there to begin with no he's he hasn't played a game all season actually and then i mean he's also invested heavily in exotic snakes or something and now he's bankrupt i don't know what the story is there yeah. uh but uh, but yeah the goalies they've had they've had logan thompson rookie goaltender great, great goalie though who's yeah. been he's been good he's been very good they've had aiden hill play a bunch of games for them kind of uh journeyman goaltender of sorts uh laurent brossois former jets backup goalie he i think was intended to be the number two there Ended up missing a whole bunch of time with injury, but now he's back, and it looks like he's probably going to be the starting goalie in the series to start yeah. with. And then they acquired Jonathan Quick at the trade deadline in a kind of roundabout fashion. Who I don't know, he'll probably mm-hmm. be. Well, I think Logan Thompson might be injured right now, so it'll probably be Brassois and Quick as the sort of one-two, at least to to start. Um, so that that's something that I know nothing about. But like, why is LB over quick? Like, is he has he been playing better or he down the stretch? He was very yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he played. He went like seven and two in the in his last nine starts with like a nine twenty seven save percentage or whatever. Like he was he was looking good, and yeah. um, you know he's a good goalie for sure. He rem- I mean. When him and Hellebuck were a tandem, that was a nice tandem to have. And um, that, that was kind of when LB, I think, maybe kind of, you know, made a name for himself in a way. And, uh, you know, he ended up in Vegas chasing uh, a starter's job, I think. But 
Well, yeah, they, the Jets couldn't afford him anymore as a backup because right. he kind of went above that $1 million range or whatever. Yeah, totally. So, But, you know, like Vegas has, you know, obviously Jack Eichel, you know, <clears throat> Riley Smith, Chandler Stevenson, Marcia So, Carlson. These are the, the kind of offensive threats. But, of course, then there's Mark Stone, who conveniently – uh, is coming back for the playoffs. You know, they stashed him on LTIR until the playoffs, and here we are, and now Stone is back. Um, you know, I'm not questioning whether or not his back surgery, you know, he could have come back sooner or whatever, but he conveniently started practicing in a non-contact jersey last week, and I guess he's in a regular practice jersey and looking like he's good to go for game one, so... You know, he could be, he's the kind of guy, I mean, he's, he's, he's a, a playoff. Player. He's, yeah. he's a, he's, he's built for the playoffs. Yeah. He's a great yeah. player. So <clears throat> the, I, in my opinion, the Jets have a couple guys they really need to key on Stone and Eichel being basically the two main ones. Um, and yeah, we'll see. But I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a series, man. Like I'm looking forward to it. It's a good series. It's got lots of storylines when you just think about 2018 and jets out for revenge. And this time they're underdogs, you know, and, um, I, I think it goes six. Like, I don't think it's going to be like a, uh, like a sweep by any means for, by mm-hmm. Vegas, but I think, I think we're in for some good hockey. Also like, you know, Winnipeg's due for, for a whiteout again. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think there's going to be any sweeps in the first round of of all the series? Maybe Carolina sweeping the Islanders. Yeah. I I like I don't want to take the Islanders lightly, but I just think Carolina yeah. is like a great team. Yeah. Uh it's that also just seems like the series that I'm probably not going to watch. Like it's totally the series <laughs> I'm not going to watch. <laughs> so to be like, like no offense to like those teams or their fans, but it just yeah. there's always that Eastern Conference series that just kind of like gets lost in the mix. Yeah. But yeah. that the only That's reason being is like you know I'm going to pay attention to Toronto, Tampa. I want to watch Boston, Florida because is Boston the real deal? Yeah. And then. Um, the other one is the Rangers, New Jersey, which is the one I, I want to see the most. That's going to be a fantastic series, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, I think that'll be a, a rare, rare, I can't even say it, a really good series. But, you know, if we stick to the West here, you know, there's a the other Central Division matchup between the Wild and the Stars. That's going to be a heavy series, I think. You know, like those teams are going to just beat each other up. Um I think the Wild probably have the advantage in that one to me. I don't know. It just feels like they'll come out on top. Um, We'll see. And then, you know, Seattle, Colorado, I think that's got the makings of a sweep, in my opinion. I think that Colorado could kind of blow through them in a hurry. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I've only seen, like, a couple Seattle games the entire year. So, like, I'm not super familiar with their team, but... The other Western Conference series that uh, holds some intrigue for the Canadian viewer is the uh, the Edmonton versus Los Angeles series, and I think that's going to be a good one. This is a rematch of last year too, right? Like they play, yeah. they played each other in the first round last year, and I think that went seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it went seven, and 
LA gave Edmonton a pretty good run for their money. And in my opinion, they're a better team this year. But of course, the Oilers are a better team this year as well. So that'll be a good series. I don't know who's coming out of that. Um, but yeah, like I think like Edmonton is like red hot right now. But yeah, if you look so is at LA, uh, kind of yeah, like LA with um, Kopitar and Philip Deneau and Kempe and uh, I don't know. I just like I like like Kevin they have Fiala, if he's yeah healthy. they've got they've got great forwards for 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 um for the playoffs. Yeah, Dowdy uh, on the back Dowdy, end. Yeah. And then, like, they've got that uh, Anderson guy who's pretty good. Um, I'm just trying to think of the rest of their blue line. Um, there's, yeah, like, Mikey Anderson, uh, Drew Doughty. Who's the other defenseman they got? Can't even, can't even think. Here, I'll pull up their roster. But uh, they... Oh, oh, they got Gavrikov. They brought him in at the deadline, right? Um, Sean Dersey. He's kind of a, a pretty nifty puck moving kind of guy. Yeah, um, they're, they're sneaky good. Like, yeah. Oh, know. and Matt Roy, shot blocking uh, defenseman supreme, right? So they're, uh, they've got some, they're, they're, they're a solid all around team. And then they got Corpusalo that they brought in at the deadline, who has yeah. actually fit in really nicely with LA. Like I wasn't sure about that move at the deadline. I thought it was a bit, um, I don't know. I just didn't really think it would make much difference, but you know, LA's problem all year up until they acquired Corpus Allo was goaltending. You know, they yeah. had Cal Peterson, their supposed goalie of the future who they waived and put in the minors, Jonathan quick, their goaltending legend who could very well have a statue of him outside cryptobro.com arena you know they uh they traded him so so are, are we gonna are, are we gonna just uh be happy with our lukewarm takes <laughs> or are, are we gonna are we gonna go out, go out on a limb and, and maybe pick one like let's do it uh, yeah like i would say yeah. i'm in the same boat as you like dallas minnesota i i think it could go either way but if i had to like I would. I think Minnesota has the edge, but like, let's yeah. let's go on a limb here. Let let's. I'm saying let's... Minnesota in six. Okay, that's what I'll say about that one. Okay, I think you're right with Colorado. I don't know if they sweep Seattle, but I think they've got that one. Uh, you know, with with little difficulty. Yeah. Um. And then and LA then... LA Edmonton. What do you think? LA Edmonton. Honestly, I think. I think all three Canadian teams are going to go to the second round. That's going to okay. be my hot take. Oh, there the you show. go. I like <laughs> yeah. it. And you yeah. know what? I'll say Edmonton takes care of LA. It's going to be a good series. I'll give it seven. I'll say seven games, Edmonton over LA. And then, yeah, I'm going to take the Jets in. Uh, let's say Jets in six, like you were saying there. Why not? I think I think that's a like that's that's kind of where, you know, my hockey senses are pulling me, Jets yeah. in six. But uh but yeah, they gotta that, get that, that. They gotta split that. Uh, one, they've gotta split the first two games in in Las Vegas, and then a, a Jets in six uh, victory uh, means that they advance here at home, which yeah. would be great for the city. Would be huge, and and yeah. they get three. They get three, three home games. Yeah, and speaking uh, actually, as you did almost uh, briefly there of the whiteout party. Uh, there's two of them this year. There's the the shishi kind of party, which is twenty dollars at True North Square. Then there's the uh, 
regular schlub party for ten dollars <laughs> on Donald Street or Hargrave or whichever street it is. Donald, it's on Donald. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are your two whiteout parties downtown. And then of course, uh, every neighborhood's going to have their own uh, local establishments kind of putting on something. So that'll yeah. be fun. And uh, former guests of the show and friends of the show, the Dirty Catfish Brass Band, they're going to be playing um, for Game Three, which is Saturday, three p.m. They're, they'll be outside the rink uh, playing uh, some tunes for the for the fans at the uh, I think it's at the True North Square party because um, there's like they got a stage there and whatever I could be wrong about that but anyway if you're downtown looking uh, look for look for those boys and say hey what's up and uh, yeah they might be even playing inside at the concourse as well. I know uh, Andrew was kind of hoping that they'd get the ask for that. He wasn't sure at the time, though. But anyway, um, yeah, it should be fun, I think. Fans are – and like you say, like we said off the top of the show, the, the weather's coming around. Fans are getting amped up. So. It's playoff weather. You'll see the, yeah. you'll see those flags tomorrow. I'll guarantee it. Or today. This, yeah. Today's Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's, uh, let's spin another tune here. Let's do it. Yeah. So this we're gonna we're gonna play a song from an Edmonton band, uh, and what better Edmonton band than the legendary band The Smalls? You know they were on the scene late '80s through the '90s kind of thing, um, and this is their tune, "Middle of the Road," here on uh, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show.
right, that was the Smalls with their tune, Middle of the Road, right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. You're tuned in, UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. We're here every Monday, so uh, set a reminder on your phone. Um, you can download us as a podcast as well, you know, from wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, rate and review, tell your friends, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show we talked about the Western Conference. We talked about your Winnipeg Jets. Now, uh, I think we'll hop on over to the Eastern Conference. Um, so the uh, lone Canadian team from the East that made the playoffs is the Toronto Maple Leafs. No surprise there that they made the playoffs. They had a pretty good season. Uh, and it's also no surprise who they're playing in the first round of the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. That series seems to have been set in stone since you know, Christmas, <laughs> like it just, you know, uh, Boston was running away with first overall in the East and the Atlantic and, and whatever. And uh, just the way the other teams, the separation of them and everything, Tampa, Toronto, it was, uh, you know, rematch city. Here we go. Uh, let's start off with the hot take. Does Toronto, you know, do they finally, get you know what do you call it uh crush the demons or whatever you call it like uh can they can they win a a playoff round randy can they beat the tampa bay lightning i think this is the year this is the year it happens i think for a couple reasons number one uh ryan o'reilly i think is Mm, your, your your classic playoff performer i think that's something that they were missing like you know they've got Great players with Matthews and Nylander and and Riley, and now they've added O'Reilly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he he's kind of like uh, he'll he'll complement um, and Tavares. Um, I think you know that's that's the leader maybe that they kind of needed. Yeah, I think that was um, a pretty shrewd pickup by uh, Toronto at the at the deadline, and so much him. better than. No offense to any fans of Nick Foligno or Wayne Simmons, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like that, like those are like that's that's the ad that I think you need to to um, to 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 finally beat Tampa. To sort and of help I think, you, yeah. Like I think for Tampa, I think we're now going to start seeing them starting starting to taper off. Like they still got some great players. Um, a great core, great mix. Like obviously Kucherov yeah, and Point, like Point with fifty goal, like the quietest uh, fifty goal scorer I think ever. For sure, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure, right. And you know what they they um they've been to three Stanley Cup Finals in a row. They won two cups in a row. They lost last year to Colorado in I think it was six games. Um, and uh, you know they they've got a a super solid team. And I don't think it would surprise anyone if they had another deep run, but like you say, like there's something about this Toronto team there. It's the best Toronto team that they've had in, in the Matthews era, you know, going back to 2016, they, they just seem like they're ready in a way to, and I will say, take that next step to win a round. Like they, you know, they haven't been past the first round since 2000 four or whatever it is um so it's been 20 years and i mean they missed the playoffs like 10 years in a row or whatever it was so you know the fan base is is hungry for it um 
And all uh, that said, they beat Tampa and then they got to play Boston. And there's yeah, like, well, exactly. Yeah, right. That, like, that's something different. But the first I, round yeah. will be their Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> if they I win think... a round, Toronto's going to go nuts. Well, isn't and it? And then they'll wake up to remember, reality. Oh, we got to play Boston. <laughs> remember when Kucherov was like at the, uh, the 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 final press conference or whatever when Montreal won oh, yeah yeah one game he's like talking about like how they won the Stanley Cup after one game and like yeah. the Kucherov had a, you know had a few Bud Lights or whatever but that's just a rem- uh, a funny memory from uh, yeah. teams you know like first round or winning one game is like their Stanley Cup whereas some of these uh, <clears throat> more uh, you know uh, like these stronger teams these these uh more seasoned teams seasoned like Tampa teams, or whatever the deeper yeah. teams yeah, yeah. Uh, all that said too um you know we haven't mentioned his name yet but they've got a a pretty decent goalie with Vasilevsky between the pipes for sure so the uh, the one thing about Tampa though is that they have been on a bit of a slide since kind of similar to the Jets uh since you know February or whatever it is like going back a couple months now They've not been great. They're actually like 500 or sub 500. So, you know. I think I think Tampa, though, is the type of team mentally that yeah. can just be like, we're finishing third. We know Let's we're not just, this bad. Yeah. We can turn it on with the flip of a switch. Like, they've I, got I, like arguably, yeah, they've got arguably, arguably the best coach in the, in the game with John Cooper, you know. Yeah. Love him or hate him. He's... He's a he's a great coach. He's been with that team for a long time. He knows them. I think he can, you know, get them in gear. If they, I don't think anybody needs to even get them in gear. They know what's at stake. They, I think they're all experienced enough to be like, okay, now it's the playoffs. Like now, yeah. now we're going kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's I think some things that don't exist with teams like maybe Toronto or Winnipeg. Like they don't quite have that extra hockey yeah yeah yeah. so the Um, Leafs did bring in like you say O'Reilly who's a Stanley Cup champion they also brought in uh Luke Shen who won the cup with Tampa a couple years ago and I don't even know if Shen he's kind of like the seventh defenseman maybe or maybe he'll be I, I don't really know how they're kind of running their lines right now Toronto but he's he brings he brings a number of things for sure I mean he's a big heavy guy and blocks shots and all that kind of stuff throws hits something that i think people criticize toronto about for a couple of years um but he also brings that stanley cup pedigree you know he knows what it takes <clears throat> he's been there um so well, the play the playoffs are a war and you need those players like luke shen um that will you know muck it up and get dirty yeah. and like you know there's you know he's the type of guy that you know at the end of the playoffs, it's like Luke Luke Shen played with a broken foot, you know, like mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> that, you know that that's that's uh, adding that also is uh, you know a big ad for Dubis and um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I guess uh, yeah, I, I'm saying the Leafs finally do it, but then uh, then they've got the Boston Bruins to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll take I'll take Toronto in six. Um, that's what I'll say, but who knows. Um, but yeah, like in the other, in the other Eastern conference series is like Boston over Florida. I'm, I think, I mean, so it's the kind of the curse of the, uh, president's trophy, right? Like last year's president trophy winners, the Florida Panthers, 
they got bumped in the first round by Tampa last year. Um, and that was, that was a pretty wild series, if I'm not mistaken. No, that was two years ago, that the really wild one. Like, last year was kind of a little easier, I think. But either way, Florida <clears throat> snuck in to the wild card, second wild card spot. You know, they're going to face Boston, who is a record-setting team. Boston finished, like, the most points, I think. Most uh, wins ever, most points ever. Yeah. yeah, so the point thing is a little bit, you know, asterisks because of overtime points, yeah. overtime loss points or whatever. Because <clears throat> we go back to the 70s, Montreal Canadiens, th- those games just ended in ties. You, you know, it was either a win or a tie or a loss, no points. But anyway, yeah. still, the Bruins, pretty amazing team. I don't see Florida taking them out, but, you know, stranger things have I, happened. So I, I don't see a president's trophy curse, mainly because they've got, Pasternak and Bergeron yeah. and Marshawn, like, and yeah. you know, they've got guys, I think, who know how to rise above any, any sort of distraction, especially mm-hmm. when Bergeron's your captain. Yeah. He's um, so good. I like Bergeron a lot. He's a great, great player. And Pasta, I mean, you talk about Braden, Braden Point or Brandon, is Braden? Braden Point's Braden. Um, yeah. quiet 50 goal season. Pasta just scored 60. That's a, and like, it was, I mean, he had 60 plus. I forget what he ended up with. 62 but like, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a pretty quiet 62 that he just scored as well. Like you got to give the edge to goaltending to the Bruins though. Yeah. Obviously uh, the, the Florida Panthers, their goaltending has kind of been not so consistent. No, um, for sure. But I, I think that series goes five. I think, I think Florida, Squeaks one. I think maybe Matthew Kachuk has a big game somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, I just think ultimately Boston's going to walk away They're with too that much one. for, yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, so then the other series that I, that we both find rather intriguing is that uh, it's not a subway series because um, that would be the Islanders versus the Rangers. This is the uh, East, no Hudson River series, whatever you want to call it, the uh, the Devils uh, from is it Newark, New Jersey? Is that where their rink is? Maybe you call it the Tunnel series because Tunnel you, you series, can... yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Devils and the Rangers. This is gonna be, I think, like such a deadly series. Um, you know the, the the Devils had their best season in years. Um, you know. Jack Hughes is legit. <laughs> People were wondering, is this guy legit? He's legit, you know. Um, and they've just, we've talked about the Devils on this show a few times this year. Um, but then you look at the Rangers, and I mean, like, to me, the Rangers have been coming on the last couple seasons, and they're just, they're kind of built for the playoffs too, I think. Like, they're just... um you know, and then in goal goaltending, I think you might have to give the edge to New York as well. But yeah, I would. Yeah, you know, also like adding Kane and Tarasenko. Yeah, already, already you got Kreider and Zabanajad and yeah, Adam Fox. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're stacked. We we yeah. we got about uh, two and a half minutes to go here. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's so of all the series, so that's a tough one to predict. I don't know, but I'll give it to the Rangers in seven. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give the Rangers the edge. Uh but 
it's just I'm really excited to watch some good hockey in that one for sure. For sure. That's definitely a series I'll be tuning into. Um, here's my hot take Stanley Cup final prediction. New York Rangers, Colorado Avalanche. And the Avs are going to repeat as cup champions. Right on. That's, that's a that's a good that's, take. That's my hot take. <laughs> I don't I don't think I have a hot take right now, but um tune in yeah. next week. <laughs> tune in next week, yeah. I haven't really thought I, I, like I said I like I don't like for a lot of people pl- playoffs just haven't really sunk in for me yet, but they start yeah. tomorrow. So or today. Yeah. Today's Monday. That's Four right. games on. Yeah. Yeah, so once you finish listening to this, flip on the TV and away we go. Um so we're going to go out with a song from a Toronto band. The Toronto band also shares their name with a neighborhood, The Beaches. Um, and this is a song that you would hear at a hockey rink. So it's like the playoff pump-up jam. So I don't know. Let's just get her going. This is a song called Money by The Beaches right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Come, back, come on back next week and we'll see you then. All right, keep your stick on the ice. Yeah.